Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business. And as always, I got my co-host, my battle buddy, my brother from another mother, the one and only Mr. Brian Barefield, a.k.a. Big Sorge. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Man, so what's up with you, man? I know, uh, I don't know if you was up last night, but uh, uh, that's one of the benefits about me and you, bro. Like, you can kind of cover a lot of things, you know, central Central Standard Time, Eastern Standard Time. So, you know, you're able to catch some things, you know, right around, what is that, 7 o'clock hour time frame for you, 5 o'clock time frame for me since I'm in the West Coast. So, you know, I, I one of the benefits is you can kind of cover a lot of the early stuff and I can cover, cover a lot of the nightcap stuff. So, um, usually, you know, Sunday morning is our NFL pregame show. But before we get into the pregame hype, man, uh, this is definitely something that the country's been buzzing about within the last 12 hours or so is... Uh, the, the L.A. Lakers against the Houston Rockets game, man. Um, <clears throat> I know you got uh, ties down there in uh, H-Town. But uh, last night, you know, towards the end of the game, there was somewhat of a scuffle, you know, a scuffle that we haven't seen in a few years where, you know, we got to see some punches landed, man. Uh, between John Rondo, CP3, Brandon Ingram, and uh, James Harden all got tied up into, a, uh, you know, a little scuffle. And, you know, these days, <clears throat> what we have ain't what it used to be um, as far as NBA fights. But, uh what, did you th- what was your take on it, man? Because there's so many different angles, but I definitely want to hear you. Because me and you haven't even talked about this, so everybody who's listening, this is the first time you and I actually get to discuss this. So uh, what did you think of it, man? I actually thought that it was um, – well, well, first of all, Brandon Ingram is weak. That's the first thing. And uh, I don't know if he's trying to prove his loyalty to LeBron James or maybe Michael Beasley and, and uh, Lance Stevenson uh, punk him in practice and then – Rondo probably hollered at him like he is child, but that that first of all that was weak for pushing James Harden. That's you mad at the ref. Don't don't take it out on James Harden. Mm-hmm. Second of all, uh, with, with with him again, you gonna wait till the the kerfuffle starts and then you gonna reach in there and try to, you know, you are gonna reach in there and, and try to uh, sneak in a punch. That's weak, bro. Then you wait and then afterwards a- after the game is up, you got to be. Uh, taken out of the the arena in with the police escort, and you wait till all the Rockets leave. I, I, I wish Chris Paul would have came to that secret tunnel again and, and, and you know <laughs> showed him about that smoke. Trevor Reza definitely would have told him about that smoke. But uh, uh, as far as Chris Paul, as Chris Paul and Rondo is concerned, man, it, 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 in all honesty, you know I heard what Paul Pierce said that they passed some bad blood. But I mean, both of them are dirty players to me. I'm not going to even lie to you. Mm-hmm. They, and they, I think that they have to be because they're so. Uh, you know they play small because they all they're, they're under like uh, what six two six three. But um, you know Chris Paul has been nut tapping people for the longest. Hitting people since college, since college yeah, Wake Forest. And so, and then last year I told you know last year I said um, about the uh, uh, what he did. A lot of people don't remember how he acted with. Um, Chris, I'm sorry, with um, Kevin Durant in the Western Conference Finals, man. He did a lot of dirty stuff mm-hmm. to Kevin Durant. A shoulder, you know, dip up under him and then come up under him with his shoulder when he's holding him and doing all, just doing all kinds of things to him, man. So, you know, Chris Paul, I, I, I seen that seen that coming. Rondo, I've always liked Rondo as a tough competitor, but he played dirty, too. He played that that uh, that, that tough guy role a lot, too. And I, I think he really is tough, though, to be honest with you. So, uh, the fight, though, um, 
I don't know, man. I've seen it from like a million different angles, man. And I don't know if Chris Paul, I mean, I'm sorry, if uh, Rajon Rondo actually spit in his face or not. It looks like uh, now they're saying Carmelo Anthony may have spit in Rondo's face. I don't, I mean, in uh, Chris Paul's face. I have no clue, bro. I just know that I'm glad to finally see, you know, some punches finally laying outside of, uh, in a Lakers fight outside of uh, Chris Childs and Kobe Bryant. <laughs> so, I mean, you hit the nail on the head, man. I, uh, I personally like Rajon Rondo. I think Rajon Rondo is just a tough player and he just has a no-nonsense attitude. As far as Brandon Ingram goes, um, <clears throat> this is a small sample on Brandon Ingram. I've never really been impressed with him. Um, coming out of Duke, I thought he was going to be somewhat of a second coming of a KD, but I think mentally he's just not tough enough. Like, I, I think... I think out of the, uh, the the young core, out of the players that the Lakers have been able to uh, transition with Ingram, Lonzo Ball, uh, uh, Kyle Kuzma, and Josh Hart, I think I think between him and Lonzo Ball, I think those two might be the weakest one out of that core four, man. Uh, but um, that's a story for another time that we can take a deeper dive into, probably tomorrow if we if time permits. But uh, going back to the Chris Paul, Rajon Rondo thing, here's my thing about Chris Paul, man. Until Chris Paul can actually do something on the court besides like blowing out a hamstring or something like that, he needs to take many seats down because the way you said the throwing punches, he could have pulled a hamstring right then and there, kind of like how he did, how he pulled his last year um, in the Western Conference Finals. One thing that I um, kind of kind of took me back afar, uh, BB. I don't know if you watched the first game between the Lakers and I believe that was the who did they play the other day? The the, oh, the, the Blazers on Thursday night. Yeah. So. Um, I'm about to get into this real quick, and this is why I'm kind of I'm about to be hard on LeBron. LeBron's about to get this work for me, and the reason why is because during they had a, um, they had LeBron mic'd up in the first game against the Trailblazers, and the first thing that first thing he says is when one of his players fall down, and this is on live TV, bro. He says, "Hey, if one of y'all fall down, stay down until one of your bro- quote unquote brothers comes and picks you up." Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said. LeBron James, what are you doing? If you if you, you you just literally just talked out of both sides of your neck because one, you're simply saying that we're a brotherhood, we're a family, we're, this is, we're, we we a team. But then when some when some when a scuffle breaks out, you come running to the aid of Chris Paul, who's your quote unquote your banana broke brother. And I get it, I and I definitely understand that. But here's my thing, BB. I played a lot of sports with a lot of people that I knew. You know, they may have lived in the same neighborhood as me, or they, I just grew up from growing up, whatever like that. But as soon as I put that jersey on, bro. It's hey, I, we ain't got no affiliation until after the final whistle blows until the fourth quarter. Clocks hit double zero, and all that he ha stuff on the court, bro. That don't fly with me. So LeBron James, uh, <laughs> he got some quite, he got some uh, explaining to do because he ran running straight to the aid of Chris Paul as opposed to running over Brandon Ingram, and not to mention Rajon Rondo's always been like that big brother, and he's the smallest person on the court, and he's out there sticking up for his own teammates, wrong or right, with Brandon Ingram. He still sat and stuck by him. So my thing with LeBron James is you can't be out here doing the, talking after both sides of your neck and then you're going to sit here and run after uh, Chris Paul and sit there and come to his aid as opposed to your own teammates, bro. I don't, uh, bro, I think, well, for me, I, I look at it from a totally different angle. And, you know, I see what you and Debo were talking about on uh, on social media, but I look at it a totally different way, man. I looked at it as LeBron James was coming, stepping in to stop the fight. At least he did more than what James Harden did. James Harden didn't even jump into nothing. He just stood there. Actually, he took some steps back and then just watched. I mean, they, at the end of the day, man, I don't think that they want, they don't want to fight. So I don't know if, like, I don't know if you and Debo wanted LeBron to run in there and start swinging. I mean, because he's never swung on anybody like well, that. I don't, well, man. I think, well, me personally, I don't think, I, I didn't want him swinging. Like, he's never been, even when Draymond Green in the, the year that the Cavs won the finals, like, even then, 
he didn't swing at Draymond Green. I think what I'm well, what I'm more disappointed in is he didn't come and go separate his own teammates. I'm not saying LeBron James should have been in and start swinging or anything like that. LeBron James should have sat there and we, we rallied up his players and separated them too, as opposed to pulling Chris Paul out of the situation. No, now if you sit there, that's like me and you going out somewhere, bro, and, and there's a scuffle that happens, and I go run into somebody else, you know that you know that I may or may not know from from the past or whatever. But I came in here with you. You feel me? You see what I'm saying? Like I came rolling with you to whatever function we at. That's like so. If something happens, I need to be able to corral you up. Not saying that I need to jump in or anything like that. I need to sit there and isolate the situation by pulling you to the side or whatever the case may be. I'm not sitting there saying that I should have been in there bucking up and fighting or anything like that, but I think you need to corral up your own people. You feel me? Yeah, I do, but I, I I just have a different take on it, bro. I think that, for one, Chris Paul was the first person standing in front of LeBron, so he just pulled him away. To, I think that LeBron's intentions were to break up the fight, not let me go find, you know, Chris Paul or Melo because we cool in the offseason. I, I honestly and truly believe that LeBron just seen Chris Paul right there. He wanted to break up the, 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 the ruckus. He wanted to break it up, and Chris Paul just so happened to be the first person that was in front of him. So that's why he pulled him away. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. You, y'all, I, I don't know. I just look at it like LeBron was trying to break it up, break up the fight more than just trying to, you know, help out Chris Paul. I mean, perception is greater than the reality, and that may be the case, but. It's man, you almost I, damn near you almost making me almost uh feel feel bad for the dude now. <laughs> well, I'm just and look, what I'm just saying is, bro, I don't, I mean, it's like if me and you, if me and you were out somewhere, you seen me get into it, and you in front of the dude that's starting to fight, you gonna snatch him out the way first so you can, you know, pull him out the way, and then you know, if it was really a fight. Then you would have got on on the other, pulled him away, got on the other side, and then you know stood by side of me and started fighting. I think that LeBron, because I didn't think that anybody wanted to, if, if somebody really wanted to fight, Lance Stevenson would have started swinging. If, if it was <laughs> really a fight, Lance Stevenson would have would have clicked in and just started swinging. And plus, man, you know what though, with Rondo and Stevenson on that team, there's gonna be a lot of technicals and maybe more fights, man, because you seen what he did. Early in the game with James Harden, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, that's what they were saying that it had been probably something about retaliation and whatnot. Yeah. So, and, Chris, and I'm just gonna be honest with you, man. Chris Paul, not that dude. Like Rajon Rondo, whatever he was doing, or what? Chris Paul, not that dude, bro. He's not that dude that's gonna back down. I, I don't know. And Rondo ain't gonna back down. So that's why I was surprised to see both of them get into a fight and not run off like Lonzo Ball did last year when they got into it with Phoenix. True, true that, true that, man. True that, true that, man. So quick quick sample before, uh, one last thing, uh, touching up before we move into this. And I know you and I, we've been trying to uh, talk about some basketball real quick, but uh, small sample size. I don't know if you've been able to watch the Lakers off of the two games or not. What's your quick take on it? Just quick quick two words, two word answer if you have to think of anything. Very young. Yes, yes. And I think mine would be uh, they, need ju- they need some shooters, pure shooters on that team. Yeah, jump shooters, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but anyway, we're going to move right into this game. We just had to talk about it because it's hot and pressing. And I think, you know, you and I, you and I got the platform to be one of the first ones to actually talk about it before, you know, all these other major networks get on to, uh, get on to us. So hopefully they're probably listening to us and probably going to take away something that uh, 
they've already taken some of our ideas before, so uh, we need to get trademarks on some of this stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so man, we're going to move right on to the transition to some of these games that are about to take place in about less than 30 minutes, man. Uh, first game that definitely has the league by storm is the New England Patriots versus Chicago Bears, man. Chicago looks a lot. You know, they look amazing on the defensive side of the ball. Mitchell Trubisky, um, you know, he's looked pretty good the last two weeks. Uh, on the New England side of the ball, you know, they're saying that Gronkowski, I don't even think he's playing. He didn't travel with the team yesterday um, heading out to Chicago. So that's a huge, um, huge deciding factor. But uh, what you thinking about Chicago, man? If they, Do you think they can beat the New England Patriots? Because I don't think so, even if there is no Brock. I, 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 still, I, think, I think that that New England, well, I think that Chicago can beat New England if they play a complete game. In their losses, man, they, they don't... Can, they don't continue and finish games, and that's what's lost them. Uh, that's what lost them the game against Green Bay. That's what mm-hmm. lost them the game against Miami. You have got to finish, and they don't know how to finish it. And that's what I say. They fall into the same trap that the Browns fall into. They don't know how to win. Right. You don't have a culture of winning. You don't know how. I, I think that uh, Khalil Mack will put a lot of pressure on New England. I think that New England has to change up their game plan with Gronk not being there. So it's going mm-hmm. to be more interesting than people think. Yeah, man, I definitely think it's going to be a close game. Um, but the thing I think uh, who's going to be kind of the key factor is going to be Mitchell Trubisky. Now, on the other hand, he has been shining the last two weeks. But at the same time, you know, it's always it's always like you, when you play the Patriots, man, you're playing two teams. You're playing the actual physical team there, and then you're also playing against this big old, you know, like this aura, you know, like what Dave Chappelle said about uh, Rick James. Like, it's just this aura when you walk in the door. It's like you're playing two people, so... Um, you got to kind of face both of those aspects. So uh, the Chicago Bears can actually play the physical team that's there of the New England Patriots. Then I think they do got a chance just based off of that amazing defense they got. But uh, it, it, it's easier said than done, man. You know, I think Kansas City got caught up with it last week um, when they played against the Patriots and that shootout uh, where they, you know, they just got caught up with the, the 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 legend of the Patriots. So it'll be interesting. I think once the teams can start kind of you know, being able to just look at the physical team and be able to beat these people um, and beat the Patriots, then I think, you know, we'll start seeing some different outcomes, man. Yeah, I I think so, too. Yeah, so uh, transition into another game that I want to talk about, man, uh, will probably be the uh, Carolina Panthers against the Philadelphia Eagles, man. Is it too early to say that these two teams may have been somewhat of a a disappointment with both of them, uh, with Carolina being 3-2 and and the Philadelphia Eagles being 3-3? and I, I, I think so. I, I really do. I, I told people on last after last year when, when Philly won, I was like, don't read it too much of the hype. Even though I thought that they had a great defense, their offense. I'll I put it like this. There is no difference between the Philadelphia Eagles offense and the Jacksonville Jaguars offense, to be honest with you. I mean, you can say Carson Wentz is better than Blake Bortles, but if you look at the tape, they make the same mistakes. They play the exact same way. May, Bortles may be able to run and get out of the pocket a little bit more than Carson Wentz, but their offense is garbage, man. The Eagles garbage. I mean, Eagles offense is is garbage. And even if you put Nick Foles back in there, it's still garbage. They went. They got hot at the right time on last year and won the Super Bowl. The yeah. expectation was too high this year, so I, I got Carolina winning. I mean, I, I, I you hit the nail right on the head, man. That offense has been just sickening, man. Uh, I think letting go of Legarrette Blunt hurt him because Jay Ajayi, I believe, is out of out of, out of the 
out of, out of the league this year or injured for this year. So it's definitely interesting to see. But, the, you know, they just can't run the ball. Darren Sproles, I mean, he's practically almost washed up. He hasn't been um, productive. Um, I, I don't know what they are going to be. You know, they're, they're, just, they're just too pass happy with um, with Mike or Mike Wallace also being out this year. And then Alshon Jeffrey just not coming back into shape. Um, they got Jordan Matthews, who hasn't played on the team for two, for the past two years, so they had to go out and get him. Um, yeah, that offense just looks very, very, very mortal, I should say, compared to last year when they was out here running all these RPOs and uh, being able to run, you know run the run the ball as well, be outside of the RPOs, which made the RPOs work because you're selling the run. So um, yeah, it's definitely interesting to see what's going on. Carolina has just been. I don't know what's up with Carolina. Like I don't know what's going on in the Cam Newton because you know nine, nine times out of ten, Cam Newton looking like a looking like a character off of PBS Sesame Street or the Disney Channel and you know always saying some outlandish stuff and like he's just been super duper monotone or is it just I'm missing something out of there in Carolina I, I, I don't know man I think that he's trying to get he has a new uh, North Turner is his offense coordinator this year right I believe so yeah and so maybe maybe Norv is doing something different with him to get Cam to change up his game and uh, and because some some games he looks great some games he looks bad he's really looked bad against the nfc east teams too uh, the giants you know they took a 60 plus yard field goal to win that game but then last week against the team out of washington they just they made him look bad too um mm-hmm. so but plus cam is in uh cam isn't getting a lot of production out of his wide receivers either and so that's the uh christian mccaffrey is the only thing that's making that's holding that outside of cam Newton holding that team together they got olsen back but you know, he's still coming off an injury and then off the rookie last foot. Yeah. Yeah. And the Ricky last week fumbled twice. So, you know, it did just take some time for them to get it together, I think. Yeah, I think the and not to mention, I think the Carolina Panthers definitely need another weapon on the outside, you know, whether it be a they definitely need a new another receiver. I think letting go of Kelvin Benjamin was one of the more interesting uh Interesting things that took place this offseason could be in the fact that I was one of his number one targets. So um, it, it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. I think I'm going to go on a limit. I'm going to say Philly may be able to beat them. I'm just, I don't know. This is going to be a good time. Uh, like I said, you want you on the, the, the central time and East, East Coast time. So you can see a lot of these teams. Um, we're actually getting the Philly, uh, Philly Carolina game. So this will be a good time for me to just sit down and look at Cam Newton uh, live and see what's going on with them because I haven't really ever been able to put my finger on what's going on with the Carolina Panthers, but I think you did hit the nail on the head with just, you know, a new offensive coordinator and just, get acc- just getting acclimated with what's going on with the surroundings, man. But uh, transitioning into another game, man, um, I know this is something near and dear to your heart, and that's going to be the uh, the Houston uh, Texans against the Jacksonville Jaguars, man. Uh you know, Houston, they might be able to break uh they might be able to get over this five hundred and be on the plus side of the five hundred mark, man, after starting off 0-3. They might be able to rip off four in a row, uh, playing against a Jacksonville Jaguars team that just looks sickening on offense and Blake Borders is just looking, you know, looking terrible. And I just read a stat line and you know you were just talking about Blake Borders comparing him to Carson Wentz. You know Blake Borders has the most interceptions out of any quarterback within the last five years with seventy two, man. Uh, I did not know that, but I can definitely believe it. <laughs> so, I definitely yeah. can't believe it. I did a breakdown on the Jacksonville Jaguars last week uh, because, you know, their fans are getting all, you know, all in the uproar. And I was like, man, y'all been sorry. Y'all, mm-hmm. said, y'all Last year, the first time y'all had made the playoffs in 10 years. Mm-hmm. In, the, in that 10-year span, you've been 63 and 103, I think. And, you know, last year, even though you made it to the – um, to the AFC Championship game, you still went ten and six. So mm-hmm. don't get it, don't get it twisted, and think that 
you know, that y'all all of a sudden y'all back after one year of, uh, of you know, one year of, of having some type of success, you know. And plus, hey, listen, I don't know what's going on with Lena Fournette, but this may be something that may may linger on for the, you know, for the rest of his career. Everybody ain't Adrian Peterson that can bounce back from things. BB. BB, my brother. <laughs> Thank you for finally somebody finally somebody has been able to say that on wax. Thank you, my brother. I really appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. Like you don't understand how much of a stress reliever that's been for me, bro. Like I've been wanting to sit there and be like, man, what is up with Leonard Burnett? Because it's been going on since college. It took place last year, and this dude has been. I think like I think he's only played in like two games, and one of those games was only like a quarter. Like I think this hamstring injury of Leonard Fournette is a bigger deal than what people are trying to be in denial about. And T.J. Yeldon has not been a serviceable running back where you need to get Jamal Charles off the street to sign him yeah. to, a, to a one-year deal to, 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 to cover up the whole man. Yeah, man. Um, th- yeah, th- this whole hamstring injury with Leonard Fournette, man, has been, you know, their Achilles heel. And that's something they need to take a look at because he does take a lot of pressure off of the uh, off of Blake Borders or being able to run that rock. But at the same time, man, Blake Borders, man, you just signed a nice little contract, I think, two years ago. You got to start playing up to it. And I granted, you know, you don't have a lot of receivers, but you can't be throwing five interceptions and making the Cowboys look like they doggone. Uh, they got Troy Aikman, Emmitt Smith, uh, uh, Michael Irvin, and all them boys back out there on the field, what they did last week, man. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know um, what's going on with the Jaguars, but I am going to say, I think, I'll say this, Phoebe, if the Houston Texans win this game, I don't care how ugly it is or whatever, you know, there's been some ugly misfortunes or whatnot. If they win this game, bro, they're in the top, like, you got to start talking about them being one of the hottest teams in the league, bro. Yeah, I mean, like I, you know, like I told, uh, like I spoke with, um, uh, I think it was Coach O'Brien, I think I said, being one of the, you know, they're one of the five teams in the league with three three or more game uh, winning streaks. So, I mean, you cannot knock them for that. Like, mm. they, no matter how they win them, you know, my article I wrote, no matter how you win them, you won them. Ugly or not, they won. Yeah, and like you said, they're a plus 13 on their, th- uh, their three-game winning streak, so... They're doing something right, and that's all that matters at the end of the day. You know, call it what you want. I bet you uh, right now uh, the Oakland Raiders had wish they had three wins or the uh, Arizona Cardinals wish they had three wins. So, like you said, wins ain't easy, bro. Wins ain't easy at all in this league um, where every every game, every week is super-duper crucial, bro. So, I definitely got the Houston Texans uh, prevailing against Jacksonville today, man. Yeah, and I just don't, uh, you know, for as bad as for as bad as their offense, um, as bad as their offense uh, offensive line is with the Houston Texans. I still think that they, you know, they get it done. Yeah, they gonna get it done, man. And I think, uh, I think Jaguars, man, is just. I think, I think, you know, they kind of remind me of that Raiders team back in. I believe that was in 2016 that won those 12 games and just they faltered off. You know, they had to won that one really, really good year. Was able to break the streak, but I think that's what's taking place with the Jacksonville Jaguars, man. I just don't see. You know the, the the teams that are going up against that, that daunting defense—they're not scared of them anymore. Like it's—I think it was just a flash in the pan. Um, I might be a little too early to say, but you know the offense has to be able to get the defense um, points, man. And they're just not being able to score the ball, and that's going to frustrate the defense. They're going to be on the field more longer. That's more plays. They're going to get tired more easily. So it doesn't matter how much conditioning you do. You know when you're on the field for that long, it's just not cool at all, man. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think we got to talk about this uh, this Sunday night game. I think it's gonna be a banger, man. Uh, who would have thought the Cincinnati Bengals are leading in the division right now, man? I know, right? 
I mean, but isn't I, a typical Marvin Lewis though? They'll get, they'll go good, and then next thing you know, first round fizz out. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a first round. Well, the AFC is a lot weaker this year, man. Uh, uh, you know, but this could be a uh, this could be a tale of two teams between the Bengals and the uh, Chiefs tonight, man. Um, you know, trying to see because you could say the same thing about the Chiefs. Their first round fizz out too, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that's what I say. It's 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 going to be those game of like seeing like, oh, you won. When do you go on your losing streak again? <laughs> exactly. So exactly. So one of the two teams, you know, I think I think Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes is a real deal. I think he showed a lot of grit last week. Um, after you know, I thought the game was over at halftime, and they just came back and literally threw up a forty spot on the New England Patriots last night in the Sunday night game. So <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see. Um, what they do I think the Kansas City Chiefs they will win but like you said eventually it's like clockwork man they're going they're going to start slipping up and I think uh, whoever loses this game is going to be on that that little part where they go into that mid-season rut bro yeah exactly I, I, I think so too I, I really do think so and uh, you know it, the, you got the second half of the season to go it, mm-hmm. it, Cincinnati plays in the best division in football to me I think that the AFC North has the, by far the better division than anybody than any other division out there. So the problem is them jumping out to this type of lead, but can they keep it? Yeah, and they, yeah, like you said, can they keep it? Um, yeah, I, I was just thinking in my head. You got Cincinnati, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and since then Cleveland in the AFC North. The only other division I can possibly compare that to, man will probably be the NFC North with the Packers, Bears, Vikings, and Lions. Yeah, but... As far as competitiveness. I mean, ah, man, listen, the pa- I don't trust the Packers. The Lions, I definitely do not trust. And the Bears, we just got discuss- got through discussing it. We're talking about a team led by... by uh, Mitchell Trubisky. Josh Allen 1.0. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll see what ends up happening, but uh, I think I'm going to go out there and say the Chiefs got it, man. I think the yeah. Chiefs may win it, so uh, we're going to wrap it up, and we're just going to run through the slate of games. Uh, there's four teams off with the bye, so it's not a stack, but uh, we'll just run through and just see who, who who you got today, man. So we can start off with Buffalo, Indiana. Indianapolis, I should say. I said it one more time. I didn't who you, hear you. Who like. you got? Uh, Buffalo or Aaron? Oh, Buffalo against the Colts. Uh, I got the Colts. Yeah, I got the Colts, man. Uh, Buffalo just looks terrible, man. Uh the Cleveland Browns against the Bucks. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Bucks only because James Winston is my uh, fantasy football quarterback. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna go with the Bucks too, man. Uh, I know Baker Mayfield's a little uh, dinged up, so I'm gonna go with the Bucks, man. So uh, we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, the Detroit Lions against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I'm going to actually take the Detroit Lions because I don't trust Brock Trash Trash Can or Trash Waller, Garbage Juice, whatever whatever uh, uh, negative superlative you want to add to his name. No, I don't trust Brock Osweiler. Yes, he looked good last week because nobody really had to. Like, they threw away the film of Brock Osweiler because they was like, hey, uh, we still got film on Brock Osweiler. Be like, that dude's not in the league anymore. Throw that away. Then he looked up like, oh, crap. He is still in the league. Bro, no, bro, like, no lie. I didn't even know Brock Wise was in the NFL until I saw the bulletin saying that he was starting last week. Like, no lie. Like, I didn't even think nothing of him, bro. That's crazy, man. Like, he got a job, but Colin Kaepernick can't get in the league. Anywho, I'm I'm not even going to get on that soapbox. Anyways, I'm going to keep that moving. But, uh, yeah. Um, Carolina against Philly. I'm going to go on the limb. I'm going to say Philly just because they're at home. 
bro. You know I'm never picking that <laughs> team out of Philadelphia. I'm going to take Carolina. All right, and then we got Chicago against New England. I'm going with the Pats. Uh, I'm going to go with Chicago, actually. Mm, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, and then Texans against the Jags. We got I'm the a- Texans. I'm going to go with – oh, why not? I'm going to go with the Texans. We ride together, we die together, man. Uh, yeah. Minnesota against the New York Jets, man. I got Minnesota. I'm going to take Minnesota, too. Yeah. But you know what, though? Here's the thing. You'll take Minnesota, then all of a sudden, I don't know what Todd Bowles whispers into those guys' ears to get them to play up sometimes, and then they'll turn around and they'll win. Because, you know, Kirk Cousins going to do Kirk Cousins things. And yeah, Todd Bowles, yeah, Bowles must be, like, the most bipolar coach. He got to go into some Sunday, like, just super-duper monotone. And then other Sundays, like, possibly today, he going to go in there, like, out of, it was just out of his swag's going to be on a million. And somehow these boys are just going to react to him. It's so weird on how bipolar the Jets are, man. Like, some days they look amazing, and other days they're like, man, y'all suck. So it's going to be interesting to see what Jets team play comes up, man. Exactly. Man, here's a team that you've just been riding on and I just can't get with it, man. And I still ain't going to get with them. It's the New Orleans Saints against the Baltimore Ravens, bro. I'm going with the Ravens. <laughs> I just believe that. I mean, look what they did last week, man. They Look look what they did last they week. Shut the, they they shut out the Titans? Yeah, they, they shut them. Or the Titans almost the Titans almost beat the one of the hottest teams uh, that's on the winning streak in the Chargers. I'm not even sold on them either, though. Charge on a four-game winning streak now. They're five and two after today. The, the win in London. Yeah, I was saying they on a four-game four-game winning streak, right? I think so, but I'm not selling on. I'm not selling on the the charges or the Ravens, man. I, just something about it that I just I got more belief in the Broncos than I do against the Chargers. To be honest with you, BB. Wow, the Broncos are the one where Vance Johnson every weekend he go every week uh, before the game he sound like the uh, coach. Uh, Ozzy Davis from uh, School Days. Do y'all want me to lose my job? Hell no. <laughs> yeah, with them aviators on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm not saying that. I just got more belief in the Broncos. I'm not saying that I like the Broncos. I just got more belief in them, man. I just can't. I can't get with the. I can't get with the Chargers. No, I can't get with the Ravens, bro. So I'm going with the Saints, man. Hopefully Drew Brees gets that 500 career touchdown. But uh, I can't. I can't, man. It's just something. I don't believe in Joe Flacco, and I don't believe in Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers, man. So I'm gonna stick with the uh, Saints, man. So keep it going with the Who That Nation. Um, another game is gonna be the Dallas Cowboys against a team from Washington, D.C. I'm picking the Cowboys. I'm going to take the Cowboys, too. Uh, they they may have turned it around, but uh, I think Tavon Austin may be out this week, so that may uh, take away from some of that speed, but hopefully they'll get Bryce Butler involved. I mean, he's there. I just don't know why he hasn't been playing. Yeah, and I mean, I saw Cole Beasley getting involved last week, too, so hopefully they'll keep that uh, momentum going. I'm going to have to put in up a 40 spot. Next game, man, I don't even know what we're going to talk about it. Uh, we, You and I, I'm not even going to sit there and ask you. You and I are going to pick the Rams against the San Francisco 49ers. Um, <laughs> case closed. And then we got tonight's game, the Kansas City Chiefs against the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm going to say Kansas City's going to win today, man. Yeah, I'm, I think Kansas City just got too much uh, offensive firepower. But, I get, I, listen, I will take... I, I will uh, put my money on this. I bet you Tyreek Hill ain't going across the middle with Burfitt sitting right there. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I, yeah, I don't think so. Burfitt only got fired too, so he's not suspended. So yeah, I don't think he's gonna be running across the middle uh, acting like a cheater, man. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And then tomorrow night's game. Are you gonna watch tomorrow night's game? Because I don't think I am. It's gonna be the Giants against the Falcons. I don't have any intentions on watching. 
Yes, because finally, <laughs> finally, Quintaris is going to get two touchdowns tomorrow night. And I want to see. I, I, I'm waiting on one day Odell Beckham Jr. just get naked and walk out the field and tell everybody to kiss his butt. Like, I can't take this no more. Here. Just, just get naked and walk out the field and say, I quit. Oh, man. Kind of like uh, he's going to pull up Ante Davis, but at this time he's going to walk off and just booty hole butt naked. Yep. <laughs> yep, exactly. So I'm picking the Giants. I'm going to pick the. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go out of the limit. I'm going to pick the Giants, man. Uh, you know, the owner's been coming out and they're saying Odell needs to focus on football. Uh, as, as if as if it's his fault that the reason why the Giants are losing, but I think somehow this is going to be a motivation of uh, motivation for the Giants to get it together, man. Yeah, uh, uh, the Giants have way more issues than just Eli Manning. I tell you that. That's what I'm saying. It's the offensive line, but I mean, uh, I, for some reason, the owner John Merritt thinks that it's Odell Beckham's fault. So okay. Um, he reap what you saw. You wanted to pay the man a whole bunch of money, but you didn't give him enough tools to, you know, build an offensive line or anything like that. And you want to draft Saquon Barkley as opposed to getting offensive line. So, okay, John Mary, if you want to blame it on Odell instead of looking it back on you, then that's on you, bro. But I'm picking the Giants, man. I'm taking it. I, I, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with the Falcons, bro. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it ain't six one half dozen on the other one for that one. But anyways, yeah. man. Uh, we about to wrap the show up, man. Uh, it's time for the Big Dummy Award Day, man. Who you got now? Uh, so I'm going to go out on a limb right here and give my Big Dummy Award to Brandon Ingram. Bro, mm. you're super weak. It looked like you should have ran in there going, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> you swinging with the palm of your hand, bro. If you was really about that life and you really wanted to fight, you would have turned around and squared up with Carmelo. First, you push James Harden, and then after, after once the fight starts, you gonna run in there and, and, and stick. That's like you, you know what? That's like two people fighting, and uh, like two people start fighting, and then another one just run in there and just try to try to swing on them for no reason, bro. You are weak. That was weak. Real men don't do that. You want to square up with Chris Paul, or you want to square up with James Harden? Square up with him. Don't run in there after the fight start and then try to uh, to, to sneak a punch in there. Come on, bro. But hey, wait a minute. He went to Duke, right? Yes. Yes. I, you know what? Enough Them said. Duke boys, man. Them Duke boys, bro. Yeah, enough said, like you said. Um, My big dummy award. I kind of went in on LeBron. I thought about giving him the big dummy award, but uh, that's why you're my brother and I love you. You always say you're the voice of my reasoning. So I have to... Uh, recalibrate my shot group and possibly think about what you were talking about. So, no, I'm not going to use LeBron James. But I will go on a win and say possibly, possibly, and I'm going to go into this a little more detail probably tomorrow night, the Sacramento Kings as a franchise. How, oh do, you, <laughs> how do you let a NFL basketball team throw up a 149 spot on you in a four-quarter game? Like, the Sacramento <laughs> Kings, like, okay, so... The Sacramento Kings got to be so. Who, who? Like, let's just say, I don't know who had the number one recruiting class in college basketball. I'm gonna say Duke probably. I think the Duke basketball team could probably be the Kings, bro. Like this team is this this organization is just so dysfunctional, and I don't know what a lot of Vladdy Divac, the general manager, is doing. And Shaquille O'Neal is the owner of the team. I don't know if Shaq is just 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 trolling them and just just on purposely just not giving them the resources, or Vladdy Divac is just not. I don't know if he's just is he enabled as far as not being able to run a, a franchise. But how do you how do you just look so bad in your first two openers in in a basketball season, bro? Like, and not to mention the BB. And I'm a, did you know, did you know that they don't even have a first round draft pick this year? 
I did not know that. <laughs> Somehow Boston has their first round draft pick going into this offseason. Wow. I, and they have so much talent on that team that I don't see why they can't why they can't get it together. Side note though, I'm not picking Duke to win anything until I see Zion Williams hit four jumpers. I said they got the number one one more recruiting class. Now, I could have said Kentucky, but that'd have been my default, bro. But I just went <laughs> off the paperwork, and then you know, who's to sit there and say Zion Williamson might not even play this year? He might go to the G League off of that one one and done uh, new contract that they got out there too. So keep on looking on that. But yeah, by far, the, yeah, I got to get the Sacramento Kings by far. Uh, they're the big dummy of the day, probably the big dummy of the season, probably the big dummy of the decade, um, depending on how long they want to do this. Because uh, man, I don't see any. They might be the worst franchise in like out of all four major sports, bro. <laughs> Bro, can you name a worse franchise in them? Than than the than the Sacramento Kings? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. The Brooklyn Nets. You know what, BB? I can't. You, you, we going we, we got to do it in an NBA show, bro. Because yeah. the Brooklyn Nets are in position to get two big free agents this year, bro. For who? The Brooklyn Nets. They are. They have enough money to get some free agents this year. Who gonna they, go to Brooklyn though? Like it's cool to be in New York, but don't nobody want to play for the Nets. It's like, yeah, I'm would you rather play for the I Knicks? I can expand my marketing, but I don't want to play for them. Would you rather play for the Knicks? Oh, I, I think I would rather play for the Knicks. Oh, I what? I I'd rather play for Fisdale and what they're gonna do with Porzingis coming back. Then they and then they score forty nine points in a quarter like not too long ago. But man, I'm not. I'd rather go to Brooklyn any day over New York, bro. Over the Knicks, man. I can't play for James Dolan, bro. I'm sorry. Well, I get to, well one. I get to look at Fisdale's wife every day. That would be the first thing. <laughs> Second thing is, I honestly think that they have more talent and they're they're headed. I think Fisdale is a better coach. Look, here's the thing: like, I don't do like Jason Kidd. I think Jason Kidd still uh, coached the Nets, right? I know he doesn't, but who coaches the Nets? I don't know, but they got you see, some. Name, hey, listen, name me five players off the Nets: Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, Stop looking at the computer. I'm not. I'm. I'm, I'm I promise you, I'm not. Spencer Dinwiddie or Dinwiddle, he's pretty good. Uh, I don't know if Jeremy Lin's on the team still. The Lope, one of the Blowpads twins, ain't there. <laughs> KG ain't walking through that toe. Neither is Paul Pierce. Uh, I'm saying. Oh, what you call it from? Uh, from the Lakers. The, oh, the oh, 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 the snitch. Uh, ice in my veins. D'Angelo Russell, you play for them. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is they're they're just as much as position of getting key free agents as uh, Knicks are, man. So don't sleep on the Brooklyn Nets. But I'm saying the Sacramento Kings are by far the worst franchise in all four major sports, bro. Man, wait a minute, hold on. If you look, just look at the NBA alone. You got the Nets is a bad franchise. The Hawks is a bad franchise. Charlotte is a bad franchise. Charlotte isn't bad. They just don't know what they doing. Michael Jordan running the team, man. They don't know what direction they're going with, bro. At all. At all, period. So that's what I'm saying, bro. Look. They're not bad. They go to the playoffs. I, I put it like this. The Mavericks only won a couple of more games than, than Sacramento did last year. They got more pretend. They got more upside, though, man. Really? They got DeAndre Jordan and uh, Luka Doncic. Yeah, but that uh, first of all, DeAndre Jordan ain't nothing without Chris Paul. That's the first thing. Second thing is... For, to me, this is just to me. Second thing is, is when you look at that, uh, um, they got De'Arian Fox out there. Uh, what's the center? Uh, Willie Colley Stein. He's hot garbage, bro. Don't even don't even name that dude. That dude is hot garbage, bro. Bro, once he gets himself together, man, he's he had himself together. Right. He's been in the league for four years now. But he's playing for the he's playing for the Kings. <laughs> <laughs> so what is that? But the, 
<laughs> they got up? a lot of talent out there. They got Jackson, uh, 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 Josh Jack. I'm not Josh Jack. Uh, Jackson from um, uh, Carolina. Mm-hmm. So they got. I mean, look. I just named this. I named you more players off their team than I than than the uh, team out of uh, Brooklyn. You did. You did. But I mean, I'm just saying. Okay. So let's put it back, man. Who gonna win more games? Nets or the uh, the Kings? That's not fair because the Kings nah. play in the West. The Kings play in the West. They and they play. Look, they got they got to play. How many times they got to play Portland? How many times Four. they got to play the Lakers? How many times they got to play Golden State? Compared to who do, who does they have to who do the Nets have to play? They play Boston, Philly, Toronto, uh, New York Knicks. Toronto. Come on, man. They gonna get blown out. But you know what? I, I'll take that bet. That's better than I'm taking the Kings. We'll win more games than more games than the Knicks. Bro, I like Benny Hines. So you can hey, run that, bro. Run that tab, y'all. You heard it all wax. <laughs> he taking me to Benny Hines, y'all. Hey, listen, man. <laughs> they serve they serve a good uh, vegetarian meals at Benny Hines too. So they I'll do. Right they there do. And, and, and eat while you pay. I'm be like, oh, no, <laughs> give it to him right here. He got the job. I'm I'm on a fixed income. I'm retired. Give it to this guy right here. Every time, listen. Every time they light that flame up, every time you know how they uh spray the little stuff in the flame yeah. go up, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like, look at the nets, trash. Hey, tell them, to, spray, tell them to put the nets uh in with that oil and then light it up with it. That's what you do, man. <laughs> yep. Hey, man, tell me where they can find you at, man. Hey, man, you can find me at uh big sword sports with the z.com, and that it, that houses everything that I have all my social media. You can find me 3 to 5 p.m. Central Standard Time every day on Sports Talk with Big Sarge and the legendary K-Wild Candy all new 92.3 FM. And you can also listen live on BigSargeSports.com um, to the show. Oh, they can do that too now? Yeah, yeah, it's always, yeah. So right up at the top, the top right is a microphone. Oh, oh, man. I know that, they can. That, that's, yeah, that's the yeah. listen live button. <laughs> oh, see, I learned something new today. Anyway. Yeah, so when you at work and you don't want to be on social media, just go to my website, click it, and then, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Don't you got two screens at your job? <laughs> hey, man, don't be sitting there out here telling my tricks and getting say at the work job, man. Got my coworkers <laughs> listening to me, man. Anywho, <laughs> I mean, man, you out here pulling D'Angelo Russell on me, man. <laughs> That's what that second screen is for, man. Kill time sometimes. Anywho, man, I'm not about to give away my secrets of the job about the two computer screens. And you can use the second one to sit there and do other things besides where. Anywho, you can find me at Money Constant on Instagram. You can also find me at Eric Constant on Facebook. Also, email our show, Sports Business. That's S P O R T Z B I Z N E S S at gmail.com. You can also find me on the legendary KYOK. Uh, uh, Big Star Sports Radio as well as well as Big Star Sports with a Z.com check out my NBA previews uh, article I did right and no it did not pertain to Sacramento Kings or the Brooklyn Nets so but anyways y'all check that out and any other than that man this man that sat there and just took me to school right here on Wax today I'm embarrassed that I even called him and said we need to do a show but hey other than that <laughs> BB I'm done bro I'm out y'all take it easy have a good day yeah.